Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Fragile. It must be Italian. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. I didn't know you had elves working here. Oh, you spicy Cajun, we gonna we gonna good time over there. You better suck the head on them there, crawfish. I don't even know what that means. So to be clear, we've started recording. Uh oh. <laughs> and that um what's Stop the- your crying heifer. I don't need all that. You guys remember Mystical? Because I <laughs> You started this. I did start this it. This is but- your fault. <laughs> but I don't think this is my fault. I think this is your I'm fault. I'm blaming you one hundred percent. But I'm so glad that's the audio we captured for the beginning of this. So you're reading the lyrics from Mysticals. Is the song title Shake Your Ass? Yes, it is. Shake Your Ass. Watch Yourself. No, it's But Watch Yourself. But but Watch Yourself. It's a cautionary tale. <laughs> you can do that, but be aware. Uh, this is the worst start to an episode ever. Hey, what are we doing? This is um, a comics-based show. <laughs> and, and we're starting the holiday season off festively, are we not? Mystically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, we, our work here is done. We can just call it a night. Oh, we got things to do tonight. You apparently had to rearrange that mic. Watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> show me what you're working with. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to do that for free, sir. I have seen it. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, true. <laughs> maybe you should have walked over me in a towel. Well, maybe, you shouldn't huh? have been, maybe you shouldn't have been lying on the floor. <laughs> but watch yourself. <laughs> Great. Um, that's a weird truth. <laughs> for the sh- How's, um, so glad we have an audience. <laughs> <laughs> had. Had an audience. <laughs> they're gone. Yeah. They're- uh, we got all kinds of stuff going on this week. That's um, halfway a lie. Oh my god, it's so much of a lie. Here's the thing. That uh, is the lo- least amount of show notes you've ever had, I think. Next week, we're going to do Hawkeye. We're going to do Hawkeye episodes one through four next week. It's going to be a Hawkeye extravaganza. Is it two episodes a week? Well, oh no, because we'll have this week's episode and next week's episode. Yeah. So we'll have the first two-thirds of Hawkeye. Yeah, so uh, my general thought is it's fine, and I think they are shooting in New York, and I think that's where most of the budget has gone. Oh, I have not seen an episode yet. Really? And I have not watched one minute. I'm going to binge it all. I guess you're going to have to by next week. You're going to yeah. have to watch four. That's fine. I'll watch three tomorrow and one next week. They're good. They're um, they're fine. <laughs> I immediately had to downgrade it. It's fine. Put it on a scale of rank it in regards to the other stuff. Um, is it? Is although it a- I think WandaVision, I think it started stronger than WandaVision, even though I do like WandaVision overall. So is it better than WandaVision or not? Well, I mean, I don't know because it's not done oh, But at, at this point... If I were to put it on a one-to-one scale of seeing two episodes, I would say this is better. But also, I know that I like how WandaVision ended, so we'll see. That's fair. If I'm living in a world where I don't know how WandaVision ends, Hawkeye starts stronger. What about comparing it to Loki? This is um, this is probably stronger. What if? I forgot that show existed. Um, okay, so that answers my question there. Not as uh, not as strong of a star as Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, I forgot about that one too. <laughs> there we go. Well, I mean, they blew we just... their entire budget in the first fight scene. Oh, uh, this show. <laughs> Watching this, show, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, I think they just spent all their money because <laughs> they're filming in New York. It's the city that never sleeps. It's the city that uh, pays. A, you have to pay a lot to film in. It's the city so nice they named it twice. It's also a city that absolutely shuts down at 4 a.m. 
Well, I mean, that's like seven whole hours after Main shuts down. It's like a whole work day. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I th- yeah, I've been in the city that never sleeps, and I've been caught not being able to get out of the city that never sleeps. Were you able to sleep while you were waiting to get out? I chose to be the awake one. That's See, that's why it's the city that never sleeps right there. There we go, because I, I was overtired. All right, so Hawkeye next week. So Yeah, so we're doing that. I saw a couple things this week. Okay. we got to fill in some spots, because... I saw some things, too. We can kind of banter on things that we saw. Did you see The Heart of They Fall? I did not. For Netflix movies, which I say are all kind of like C-plus at best, I think The Heart of They Fall is the best Netflix original movie I've seen. Really? Uh, I might like the Breaking Bad one better, but that's just more of a bias thing. Who's in The Heart of They Fall? Idris Elba. Oh, well, I like it already. Zay Beats. No idea. She was Domino in Deadpool 2. Oh, and, yes. And she was also in that Twilight Zone episode where the head runs surling in it. Oh, I didn't watch that. See, with, with not coaching basketball uh, this jo- winter. Jonathan Kang. Jonathan Kang himself. Okay. Well, with not, watching ba- with not coaching basketball this winter, I have a lot of extra time to do things like that. I've already I've watched more Netflix in the last week and a half than I've watched in the last year and a half. I, I, and that I really, includes, like, well, yeah, during the pandemic. There's a Wayne's brother in there. Is it a comedy or an action? Oh, it's um, it's definitely an action. It's a western that uh, definitely uh, cribs hard from Tarantino. Well, now you first you had my interest, but now you have my curiosity. Yeah, I, I think it's the best uh, original Netflix movie that I've seen. I enjoyed it a lot. I also saw Tick, Tick, Boom, also on Netflix. Yeah, Andrew Garfield, can he sing? Yep, he can, <laughs> uh, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. If you just want to get sad, then hey, I got the movie for you. All right. Oh, then I have one for you that will make it's, you even it's real sadder. Depressing. Oh, I could. I bet I can one up your depression movie. Okay. Uh, I watched the Bob Ross documentary, Happy I, Accidents, Greed, and uh, I've heard Betrayal yeah. and Greed. I understand that it's yeah pretty messed up. I have not seen it. It is. I mean, for like a guy like Bob Ross, you're like, oh, he's mellow, nice. Like you're genuinely. It, it stars his son Steve, and it just you're really kind of sad. But there's you know a small silver lining at the end of it. Maybe want to watch some Joy of Painting stuff, but then I was like, if I'm going to, well, no, I don't want to ruin it because by doing that, you, you feel. I know that he gets like massively screwed over. Oh, me, well, I mean, can't, he doesn't even know his name. He is, so, but it's uh, no. But they also learned some interesting things about Bob Ross. Like he had a Corvette and he took people out for joy rides in it and went really fast in it. Like you don't expect that from Bob Ross. And he also enjoyed telling uh, quote ornery jokes. You imagine Bob Ross telling a dirty joke right before he paints this beautiful mountainscape? Well, he wasn't drawing bushes for nothing. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, they also talk about that. Uh, I also saw, I haven't seen all three of them yet. I saw the first part of the Beatles Get Back documentary. I want to see that. I've uh, seen a couple clips surface on YouTube. Really interesting. Uh, Yeah, I've watched, I didn't realize the release schedule. I assumed it was going to be one a week. It turns out it was like, day one two three or something what they're yeah. all i think they're all out now but they I, are yes i didn't know that i watched the first one and assumed i had to wait a week was it my good? mistake did you really like it uh it's very interesting because it's not presented in a normal documentary fashion normally you know documentary style is like oh we're gonna like talk to someone and then we'll social we're gonna tell a story yeah it's like you're kind of cutting back and forth between interviews typically in a documentary now you ain't getting that this is just the straight footage like no cutting to anyone Almost like you're sitting there, sitting in on their conversation. Essentially, yeah. You're sitting in on those sessions where they're uh, comprising the album Let It Be. Yeah, which they made in like three weeks. Yeah. So it's like eight hours long. I've seen the first like two and a half. Oh. I think if you're not into the Beatles, it would probably be a hard watch, but I'm I'm there. You're a big Beatles guy. Yeah, oh, totally. I'm totally there for this album. 
or not this album, this documentary. Well, I mean, also, you probably like the album as well. I do. I've been like, I made my wife listen to it like 10 times in the last week. Like, you got to get ready. You got to know these songs. <laughs> bang, bang, Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Yeah, she's been, that's the one that's been stuck in her head. That wasn't on Let It Be, though. I think that was on Abbey Road, no, wasn't that's it? Let It Be. Oh, it is? Yep. Okay. I think some of the crazier stuff is you'll see um, songs that would end up being solo or on their solo albums later on, like Lennon has it, George Harrison has it, where it just kind of like blows your hair back. Like, I've I've heard the song, but I've never heard the Beatles play this <laughs> song. It's kind of wild. Wow. And I guess uh, some of the fun stuff that came out yesterday was apparently like, um, so there's like basically 60 hours of footage and even more of audio. But Peter Jackson cut it down to 18 hours. He goes, okay, can't be 18 hours. So he cut it down to like eight. And he goes to Netflix, or not Netflix, Disney Plus. And he goes, all right, this is what we got. We got about eight hours. And they go, you can't do eight hours. So then Peter Jackson picks up the phone, calls Paul and Ringo, and uh, the estate of like George Harrison. He's like, guys, they don't want it to be eight hours. So then Paul and Ringo are like, hey, it's got to be eight hours. And then he goes, all right, it's eight hours. <laughs> they have <laughs> spoken. And then they go, well, we got to count all the swearing because, I mean, we took out the swearing of Hamilton. We'll take out the swearing. And mm. Peter Jackson calls Paul and Ringo. He <laughs> goes, goes, guys, they Disney want to wants take to the take out the swearing. And then Disney goes, all right, we can keep the swearing. Leave the F-bombs in. <laughs> I just love, it's like of all yeah. like, the dicks swinging in the world. You're not getting a bigger dick swinging than the Beatles. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally really enjoyed it. And I'm. If I knew there were more, I just didn't look up the release schedule. I assumed it was one a week, but I'm totally down for the next two. All right. Awesome. So highly recommend. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. It just to see the evolution of songs and just see like the stuff they're pulling out of their ass. Some of the what I wish we did see, because I mean we are limited to I, it's like sixty hours that they cut down, but yeah. the one thing that I want to know is what they came into the recording session with. Because there's a lot of stuff you'll just see like them like messing around and like building a song. What I don't know is what they had before they got there. Like, was it a formed idea? Was it nothing? Was it partial? Was it, I, I was it just like we're gonna start from scratch, like a Bob Ross painting, just a blank <laughs> canvas, and yeah. then? So that's the only thing that's kind of like bugging me. I'm like, I don't know what level the song was at before they got there. Was it nothing? Was it something? Yeah. That's the only thing that's kind of bugging me is like I, I kind of want to know like what status the song was in before they got there because like there's this one amazing part where like Paul's just like slapping the bass mm. to use that fun term and he just starts going like get back get back and it's just like did he have any of this before or was it all just like that organic he start yelling get back maybe it's like the amps on fire get back also that is a man with some control issues <laughs> that's what this doc shows. Uh, All right, that's uh, vamping because there's not much news. <laughs> well, no, let's see what else. Uh, finished Tiger King season two. Oh, Christ. Weird plot twist at the end. Don't want to ruin it for the diehard Tiger King guys, but I feel like there probably will be a season three at some point. Hate that. There's some weird, weird stuff. A plane named Exotic One, almost like concubines, kind of. A district attorney for the state of. Was it, was it, I want to say it was Virginia, maybe not. Uh, dresses up like Elvis in this. It wasn't Virginia, maybe it was Oklahoma. Doesn't matter. The guy dressed up like Elvis and talks about his, like, this guy's like the state's attorney general, and he also dressed up like Elvis. So you had that, the Joe Exotic car. Uh, I yeah. I don't want any of this. A Costa Rican brothel. <sighs> Jesus. Talk about wild cats. All right. We're, mo <laughs> we're moving on from there to the news. But watch yourself. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. No joke about 
<laughs> Wordplay? No, it's just the news. Because to be fair, there's not much. Boy, is there not much. We're going to save the big one for the end. But I guess um, this groundbreaking news story. You know how there's a Renfield movie coming up? I forget who's playing Renfield. Someone. We've no. talked about this. I'm just. It's I, a monster movie thing. It's a Renfield movie. Okay. I, I believe you. Whoever's doing it. But they have cast their Dracula. Ah. Dracula, dead and loving it. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I almost want to say underrated, but I'm afraid to take that stance. It's Leslie Nielsen. It can't be horrible. Yes, it can. He didn't do always good movies. Okay, fair. I would say way more hits than misses, but I'm not giving him a pass. Do you know he was almost in Ben-Hur? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, as Masala, as like the, the villain of the movie. I also haven't seen Ben-Hur. There's test, there's know, test it, footage of it. It's one of your favorite movies. I know. It is. It's a sprawling epic. But our Dracula... Nick Cage, baby. Oh, I saw him. <laughs> what did I see? Like, Do it. Get Nick Cage in there. Well, I just saw an advertisement for him for a movie. I think it was like an AMC stream, streamier. I mean, I want to see like his I beat up animatronic things. I also want to see it looked, you killed my pig and I want to kill you now. It looked delightfully Nicolas Cage-like. But sure, Nicolas Cage is Dracula. <sighs> Why the hell not? Uh, what? Where is a pig? What's that movie? Yeah, that's where they kill. It's John Wick, but it's a pig. That seems really dumb. I want to see it. I haven't seen it. I guess I do. Where is instead of killing a dog, they kill a pig. Filmography, because he has another one that just I saw a a trailer for, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This looks like CGI crap fest, but I will watch it. Was it where he beats up all the animatronic dolls? I don't think it's where he beats up all the animatronic dolls. Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Unaware of this one. You are. No idea. Oh, let's see if I can pull up the uh, the movie poster for you and see if you can. Yeah, the wildest movie I've ever made. Nicolas Cage. That's his quote on it. All right. Yeah, it looks take, like I will un- take Nick Cage's Dracula. Is he going to do the Lugosi accent? Please do the Lugosi accent. It already has Children f- of the Night. What music they make. It already has four point two stars. Here's the synopsis of the uh, Prisoners of the Ghost Land. I'm helping Phil because we've got little news. A notorious criminal must break an evil curse in order to rescue an abducted girl who has mysteriously disappeared. Great. More news. Seems bad. Shut up. We got more news. Okay. Luke Cage. Guess what? It's his 50th anniversary next year. Congratulations. 50 years. Marvel Comics will be celebrating it greatly. Starting with the miniseries, Luke Cage, City on Fire. Oh, it was canceled before the first issue came out. Uh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of cages, I just found the plot oh, summary for the God. one where he's beating up. The, it's called Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Thank a you. quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the newly condemned Willie's Wonderland. Yeah, I think he has one line in it. The mundane tasks me. suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against the wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Okay, uh, so aside from a series being canceled before it starts, I, this is certainly, certainly not the first time this has happened for any book. More uh, one that is ridiculous. Like, we're going to be celebrating Luke Cage's 50th anniversary. You know, or not. But here's the real thing, kids. And I will always push this. Okay. Pre-order your books. So, question. Which is annoying, because you got to do it like two months in advance. I realize that it's annoying to stay on top of what comics are doing. But if you're into something, you got to pre-order it, because shit like this happens all the time. So when they cancel the... They've canceled the book before it even drops. Yeah, based on... Uh, sales because this is what happens retailers so will they ever will they ever print the book will they ever release a printing of this book uh, i don't know how far they're gonna go into it or if they're gonna like pivot to just like try and wrap it up after like three issues or something because they've put work and money into it because what happens is retailers have to order a book two months in advance which is i know 
like if you're just living week to week in the world, like it, it is an actual like commitment to staying on top of the industry if you're into comics. But retailers will, based on pre-orders, order that base amount plus whatever else they think will sell. But if you're not pre-ordering it, then you are literally cutting like this book, off, any book off at the knees. Because it'd be like, oh, there seems to be no interest in it. So yeah, if because re- retailers got to. I mean, it, it's a tough game. I've I've swam those waters. Like you gotta make your best guess, so you're not, you know, comics don't have a huge profit margin, so you really gotta kind of keep your numbers tight. Like, yeah, if you don't pre-order a book, this is what happens: they get canceled. And I got no love for the idea of like you know people putting into the work to this book of, and then it's getting canned. And I got no love of you know anything that could potentially sell taking money away from retailers but yeah this is the reality if you guys ever are interested in a thing i I know that it takes a bit of commitment to stay two months ahead of a thing which you know preview magazines do come out every month they're like 3.99 or free or whatever the fuck depending on whatever company is doing it at any given time but yeah like your friends at diamond Preview books got annoying because it used to just be one book and then DC started doing their own thing and then Marvel do, started doing their own thing. And some of them were free and some of them were for money and it was a pain in the ass. I I am aware that buying comics is, it, it does take a little bit of a time commitment, but it is worth doing. Did you find yourself, would would you read the preview book as the as a shop owner? Uh, no, I'd never touch it because I okay. didn't. I mean, I'd order them just because i had to but then dc would have free ones and marvel would have like it's like oh free with purchase i'm like how about fuck you <laughs> because i still gotta pay for it and i gotta pay the shipping on it wow that's an aggressive stance to take but i like it uh yeah everyone fights against comic shops it's insane mostly dc marvel was better well, that, but that, you just told marvel to go f them oh by the way sorry uh, well that was always my like ongoing joke people like you get it like at least once a week oh what's your favorite company marvel or dc like marvel to give me a better discount <laughs> there you go but um which was true <laughs> uh, kind of significantly all right uh so that's sad luke cage canceled before it even happens because you know pre-orders riddler we got a little bit of news about the batman movie who he's going to be targeting with his duct tape oh really and being paul dano is it going to be like the guy with the flex tape guy is it going to be like boats that have been cut in half giant plastic kegs that have holes in the side of them i don't know that like is, those but I, I you've never seen like tape. the flex tape commercials where the guy like cuts the boat in half and then uses flex tape to tape it back together and it still floats he's like driving this boat on the water he has like a big clear plastic tube and water's coming out of it and he takes the tape he's like look at this and he slaps the flex tape up against it like it'll um, stick underwater this makes me not want to use the product but i do use it and it's very effective what flex tape yeah okay i'm a gorilla tape guy no, I use flex. I, I got some heavy duty flex tape. Oh, I mean, it, it works. It's great, but yeah. No, if I saw those commercials, I might turn against them. I haven't seen them though. Okay, well then, there you go. Sorry to potentially cost flex tape a customer. Gotta. Well, you're committed now. Brand loyalty. I kind of feel like I have the opposite of brand loyalty. If you show me a shitty commercial, I'll abandon you for life. You show me a shitty commercial, I get more interest. Like, wow, they clearly they had the money to waste on this piece of garbage. I want to know what they're. But we've learned that in the Batman, the Riddler will be going after Gotham's elite, oh, okay. which includes Oswald Cobblepot, which includes Bruce Wayne, which include whoever else he duct tapes to the face, all while drinking his own milkshake. I slurp it up. I assume strawberry. Yeah, but he's not the, Paul Dano's not the one who was drinking someone else's milkshake. Yeah, he is now. Well, I mean, well, he got beat to death with a bowling pin. Well, I haven't seen that movie in 15 years. Sure. Well, you just use the milkshake reference. 
Because that was a solid scene. That's the same scene in which he gets beat to death with a pin with a bowling pin. Basically, after <laughs> I forget what happens. I have a straw and it comes all the way over here, and you have your milkshake. Don't do. And I now, drink this it is up. a terrible <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. All right, last bit of news. Yes. Uh, with an interview that was released by Fandango. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell this tale. Buying fucking Spider-Man tickets. Yeah, ring your bell. Ding, ding, ding. Fuck this shit. <laughs> Spider-Man tickets went on sale at 12.01. I saw you tweet at an early hour today. I gave up at 2.30. In the morning? Yeah, because everything was crashing and nothing made it through. Here's the thing. I love getting the best seats of the theater. The master seats. The center seat. Where all of the audio is directed at perfectly. Do you mean the one I got for Ghostbusters? Eat my ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> I shall not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I literally spent two and a half hours that night, and I get up at 5.30, trying to get tickets for it, and at 2.30, I just had to go, fuck it, I have to go to bed. And then I got up at 5.30, and I bought tickets, because everything was just crashing, and it was terrible and shitty. Do we have good seats? No, we have bad seats, but you still owe me money for it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I'm running up a tab. <laughs> yeah, you owe me like 35 bucks at this point. Oh, wow. Damn. And here's the thing. I spent I'm going to give you a Christmas card with 35 bucks in it. I spent over two and a half hours trying to get these seats, and then I had to get them at like 5.30 in the morning. These motherfuckers still charging me a convenience fee. I think this <laughs> is the lack of sleep talking. This isn't Zach talking. <laughs> oh, God. Piss me off. All right. Well, we're going to see Spider-Man in a couple weeks. Yeah, we are. With um, Here's the bitch of it, though. Like We, we had the seats. We had the best seats. And then it literally could, wouldn't take my credit card information. I'm like, just take my money. <laughs> this is not very convenient. <laughs> Just take it. So we oh, lost you bastards. So we lost the good seats. Yes, yeah, so we lost the good seats. And I um, woke up after three hours of sleep. I was miserable all day. You're usually miserable anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was more miserable. I only got three hours of sleep. Oh, that sucks. But yeah, buying Spider-Man tickets was a nightmare. But we haven't. The multiverse. The worst time I've had buying tickets before this is when I bought us Force Awaken tickets. Mm. That took me an hour and a half, but I was actually able to buy them. Well, you were able to buy these. I gave up. But I was in you... it for two and a half hours. Did you try on your laptop? I was trying on three devices. Oh, wow. That seems aggressive. Yeah. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Spider-Man. There's going to be another trilogy with Tom Holland. Great. Oh, more Spider-Man? Yeah. Spider-Man! Uh, there's been denial since the Fandango report with Amy Baskell came out. Yeah, and I'm just mad about those fucking tickets again. Well, the movie I, won't suck, so I, don't worry about I, it. I had a bad time. The movie's going to be awesome. All right, we're moving on. I'm just mad at Spider-Man. Oh, did you? I think you dropped an F-bomb in there. I just didn't hear it. Yeah, whatever. Fucking sights. You knew! You knew it was coming! Yeah, I know. Like, we've all had this experience going on for years, like, from, like, Force Awakens and other, like, Endgame and big movies. Like, you know you're going to get heavy traffic. Why is everything crashing? You know what's coming. I, I don't know. God damn it. Okay. It's okay. All right. Moving on. You're scaring the dog. He's fine. <laughs> we're moving on to this week in video game history. Superhero landing coming up. This week in video game history. Almost nothing this week, too. Last week, apparently, is the week you release everything for Christmas sales. Mm. Or Hanukkah. Hanukkah's, uh, we're on night two. Happy is it three or two? It's begin. It begins Sunday at sundown. Oh no! So it's night three. Damn. Well, enjoy watching Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, that traditional Hanukkah movie. Mm. We're moving on though to video games. Sonic Two was released oh. in 1992. Oh, 
What do you think they called this momentous day? Sonic Day? Mm, so close, but so far. Sonic Eve. Nope. Semi-Sonic. Closing time. Uh, this also has a number in it, in the way they marketed it. Like Sonic the second? Sonic Tuesday. Ah, okay. I... Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I don't care anymore. This is mostly Sega announcements. Yeah. 1997, Sega announces that the Sega channel will be shutting down, as they only had 150,000 subscribers when they were set up for having potentially 2 million. Hey, that sounds a lot like this this show. Like, we only have like 8,000 subscribers, and we've been set up for millions. <laughs> yes, millions, I say. Did you ever experience the Sega channel? Nope. The Sega channel was amazing. It was like Netflix, but for video games. Do you know the? Have we talked about this. Do you know the premise of it? It was like you could go on and play like a video game. Like it would like rotate video games. Yeah, it was basically Netflix. Like every single month. But you had to have like internet to make it work. Uh, it yeah, ca- I was like on cable. It's weird how it worked. Yeah, you right? had to like, have it on cable. Yeah, see, I didn't have cable growing up. But you would hook it up to the cable, hook it up to the TV. Like there was a specific little device for it, and it would rotate games every month. Like, oh, this month you're going to get to play Sonic 2 on a Tuesday. This month you're going to get to play Golden Axe. Wow, Next that's month you're cool. going to play Golden Axe 3. Like, whatever. I don't know, like, so Golden you're just Axe getting like a, example. like you were getting to rent a video game for a month, pretty much. Yeah, with their subscription service, but not enough people signed up. No. To be fair, it's a very insanely innovative idea. Remember to remember when we were able to rent video games? Like, you'd go to Blockbuster to rent a video game and how cool that was? I, I We didn't really have Blockbusters close enough. It was mostly general stores. No, like, well... Like, I just kept on renting Rampage. We had a, a Hollywood Nights is what we had, and then it became like Hollywood Video. But Hollywood Nights, like you go in the back where the video games were, and they had like an N64 playing all the time, so people just go in there and like treat it like an arcade. 1998, two big things happened. One on the PlayStation, Tomb Raider 3. Ah, Lara Croft. Yeah, how pixelated are you? Very. Mm. Even by the third one. Then in 1998, I think the more important one, Look, do you enjoy playing video games with two buttons, but your screen is green? Oh, that would be the Game Boy, yes. Could I interest you in more than just green? Ooh, would this be the Game Boy Color? This would be the Game Boy Color. Yeah, baby. I didn't have the original Game Boy. I had a Game Boy Color. I had an original. Well, I had the the Game Boy Color, but it was when they the casings were different colors. I had so, the, those were also those were called Game Boy Color, I believe. I can't, but I had the clear one, so you could like see through. I remember and, that one. Yeah, I had the Pokemon Yellow one that came with obviously Pokemon Yellow that had a bunch of Pokemon on the front. But I thought that having Pokemon on the front of my Game Boy was embarrassing, so I shaved them off with a knife. Wow. No, I I had um I had like the traditional brick Game Boy, but it was the clear one. And the first two games I had for it, I had F One Race and Star Trek: The Next Generation. I loved playing the Star Trek game. There was one time I was playing, and like, there's a level where the Borg just pop up in the middle of your mission. It literally scared me. I'm like, oh my god, it's the fucking Borg! No, um, I like. I mean, the Game Boy Color is an amazing system. Had a ton of amazing games. Truly, truly great system. But whenever I think of the Game Boy Color, I think about Empire Strikes Back, and there was a uh, level where you go through the, ast- the asteroid field, and if you just went into the bottom left and didn't move, nothing hit you. Yeah. The one thing about <laughs> The one thing about Game Boy, like the original couple iterations of Game Boy. Like Rayman on the Game Boy Color. What a great game. The The screen was not backlit. Metroid 2, Kid Icarus, the Super Mario, oh my God, Super Mario Land 2. Fuck, I love that game. That game is amazing. Like the oh. first one's pretty good. But Super Mario Land 2, oh, is that just gold. 
I love all those, but like when you went on like a long car trip and like there's only one Game Boy and you had a brother and sister in the back seat and you all like had to take turns every hour, you'd run out of battery. I didn't have that problem. Oh, that's because you were an only child. <laughs> it was drooling. Yeah, that would be the problem. But at night, when you're riding in the car at night, like your turn would come up, but it'd be in like it'd be dark out and there's like nothing to do in the like. Oh, I had a light in a magnifying glass to like enhance the system. Oh yeah, and a battery backup. Yeah, good times. 1999, last story. Sega announces that the Dreamcast will be the center of its, and I can't believe this hilarious term. Segaverse? The, no, of their web strategy, because it's 1999. Ah, the dot-com era. With a focus on multiplayer online games. Because everyone had internet access in 98. That's the thing, like, between the Sega channel and the, like, the Dreamcast having like online multiplayer, Sega was ahead of the curve, and then like they were too far ahead of it and just died. Like, it wasn't, like, there wasn't... Like, these things killed them. There wasn't blanket access. They were they were definitely ahead of the time. Think about this. When you were growing up, how often would you get, like, an America Online CD? Like, here, free internet for, like, if you just put the just CD... a pain in the ass. Yeah, but, like, you would think, okay, I'm just going to put the CD in and I have internet access. Like, oh, you need a phone line. You need... It's just, like, it's crazy. But yeah, the Dreamcast. But now, like, without internet, like, where would we be? Think how pervasive it's been in the last 20 years. Like, just the revolution. Yeah, we're the first generation to, like, come up with it. Really are. Although Al Gore invented the internet. Yes, it's a series of tubes. Mm. All right, moving on from there. We're going to go from the Sega channel to NBA League Pass. It's time for Jared's Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. You know, that was could have been NFL Red Zone. I didn't know what the NFL one was. Oh, it's NFL Red Zone. There we go. It's an amazing thing where you can just, anytime that there's like a team we, in the red zone, you get to play after play after play. If we just play. talk about like what I know, I know basketball and football kind of well i know this the new england patriots are pretty much essentially a half game out of first place in the afc overall and they could take full control of the afc and the number one seed when they play the buffalo bills on monday night football that uh bills nation the, uh bills mafia whatever the people bills that, mafia the people that jump through tables you went to one of those games i might be yeah. going to another one. Oh, really yeah i'm looking at maybe getting tickets for the day after christmas to go see the bills play the patriots at gillette oh That'd be awesome. That might even get flexed to a later later uh, time because that game is going to be a huge game. That may end up being a Sunday night game. Let's go! Anyway. Tickets for a thing you haven't purchased yet. Yeah, I mean, probably will. But anyway, Patriots with a win over the Titans. That's six wins in a row, five, six wins in a row. They are just they're rolling. One of the, t- the hottest teams in the NFL. Mac Jones, his second 300-yard game, threw for two touchdowns. Patriots defense forces four turnovers against the Titans. Granted, the Titans banged up. It was a close game for a while, but the Patriots pull away at the end. And this game coming up on Monday night for number one uh, for top seed in the AFC East, top seed in the AFC. This is a team that may potentially get the first round by in the AFC playoffs. Packers win their game. They do. Aaron Rodgers with COVID toe. (laughs) The saddest win, Giants over Philly. That was ugly. That was, but that wasn't the ugliest game. Um, the Sunday night game was it Sunday night? Yeah, uh, it was the Browns and the Ravens. There were four turnovers in the span of two minutes of game time, less than two minutes. Like it was every time that somebody touched the ball, they were turning it over. It was ugly, hideous, horrendous kicking the balls football. Like you just didn't want to watch it. You'd rather get slapped by a piece of 
tuna fish, I guess, or something. I don't even know why I was going with that. Get beat with a wet noodle. You're biting your lip like you have something crass to say. No, I just, my lips dry because it's the season. Oh, okay. This is one yeah, I if you must know. Okay, well, I, this is where I usually stock up on some Burt's Bees. I Hey, I moisturize my hands every day. I got chapstick in my pocket. Now, do you moisturize just mostly the palms of your hands? No, it's my knuckles. My knuckles oh, okay. get dry. All right. Most of them all the knuckle dragon I do. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> so, yeah, Patriots are well positioned. They, uh, they have the Bills, the Colts. They have a bye, and they have the Bills again. Bye, bye, bye. So, but things are heating up in the AFC. I may have to, I may come back to my uh, my original predictions and may have to to revise them. I think I said something about the Chiefs. I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs. They're struggling, not as bad as the Seattle uh, Seahawks. They're in deep trouble. But uh, yeah, Patriots, I believe, actually do have a better record than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, well, well. So there you go. So there's that. The Red Sox. They're coming up on like uh, there's like the free agent. Uh, off-season free agent deadline is coming up, but there's going to be a labor stoppage for baseball anyway, probably. So who knows? They haven't really done a whole lot, except for it looks like the ownership group of the, I think John Henry specifically, is looking to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins or was about to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins. So that's kind of weird that they're a Boston franchise with Boston ownership and the Bruins, a team in Boston, the other major ownership group in the city, is going to be buying another hockey team from outside the city. So really strange stuff. Oh, the New England Revolution, the uh, soccer team based yeah, out of Gillette. We always talk about soccer. Here. Well, they're, they're in the playoffs. They're doing well. Uh, their first first match, I think that's what they call them in soccer, a match, is tonight on the pitch at Gillette Stadium. Uh, what other interesting sporty tidbits before we get into Zach's around the NBA? And I can say, how does it feel to watch a roller coaster of a team that just kind of, oh, the Bruins, they're in a little bit of uh, a, a weird space right now. Brad Marchand suspended for three games for a slew foot. Bruce Cassidy just entered the COVID protocol, so they're going to be without their head coach for the next 10 days. Interesting times for the Bruins. That's all I have. I guess we can go now to Zach's around the NBA. Eh, this is a week. That wasn't that exciting. Celtics, they're fine. They wa- they lost some. They won some. Whatever. Didn't they, they blow like a 20-point lead? Against the Spurs, yeah. Uh. It, it, they, it, whatever. They're basically a 500 team. They're okay. They could get better. The numbers say they'll get better. Basically, what's been happening, but who cares? I mean, the bigger stories are um, Kemba Walker is out of the Knicks rotation. He has gone from starter to out of the entire rotation in just like two days. Insane. Kemba's like my favorite player in the NBA. And he's literally went from starting for the Knicks to Tom Thibodeau coming out saying he's just fully out of the rotation, which is nuts. Uh, Phoenix, that they're one of the bigger stories. They have won 16 in a row. The franchise high is 18. Wow. But they're playing, uh, by the time this comes out, you'll all know what happened if you care or don't. They're playing Golden State tonight, which is a huge game. I'm going to definitely watch the first two quarters of that and fall asleep. Because you were up all night last night. Because it's a 10 o'clock game. I hate late games. Then why even start watching it? I want to see cool shit. Okay. Like the back of your eyelids? Yeah, yeah, basically. I don't know. That's really about it. I mean, those are kind of the big things. All right. The East is really, they're clogged. Like most of the East is kind of like within a game of each other. Is it as clogged as the AFC is? Because there's like a bunch of teams that have like four or five losses. So very, very parody. The AFC playoffs are going to be wild. Absolutely incredible. The West, I think, if you look at the West, I be- I don't work. I don't necessarily believe in like the standings of the West, but I at least kind of like I believe in the tiers of the West. Like if you look at like where everyone stands, I kind of go with the West. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But if you look at the East, I go. 
I don't know. Tears of the West. <laughs> it sounds like it could be like a country album. Yes. Uh, Kid Rock will come back and do a remix of Cowboy. Oh, wow. Then there'll be Tears Here in the East. <laughs> yeah. Cowboy. Wow. I, I heard that on the way home. I'm like, fuck that song shit. <laughs> well, I mean, at one point we're like, this is a banger. I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. Basketball's fine. Um, Phoenix, they're they're killing it. Golden State, they're killing it. I don't really believe in the Wizards. I don't really believe in Charlotte. Uh, the Bulls are way better than expected. There we go. What do I always say? Uh, that you have a bad take on standings. That's what you always say. It's not a bad take on standings. It's a bad take on standings. Why not? Because you can't just discount like oh, like a third of the year. It's not even a third pretty close it's what november and half of december like what the season starts well, it's like a 20 they're 25 percent of the way through right now if you're gonna say like well fine the december the the season doesn't start till december okay well it started then okay there you go 25 percent in yeah that's it that's basketball because you still have like 60 games to go lakers suck still a thing hilarious yeah i mean if you can't get it together over the course of the next 60 games all right, we're gonna move on. Like from- if you if you go forty and twenty and you went fi- like five hundred in the first twenty games, that's still fifty wins. If I had told you that the Celtics went fifty and thirty two this year, you would be ecstatic. Pretty good record. It ain't happening. Yeah, but they're more likely to do it in the second half of the year than in the first. All right, we're gonna move on from there. So you're saying they're gonna go forty one oh to forty one? God, yes, they're a five hundred team. Okay, they're not that good. We're gonna move on from Jared Sports Reports and to- statistical analysis. To having the power. Who has it? You have it. I have it. Everyone has it. Everyone, yeah, everyone definitely has it. You get us. some power, and you get some power. Everybody gets some power. To Masters of the Revelation. Masters of the Universe Revelation. Whatever. Masters of the Universe Revelation Part 2. Part deuce. Yeah, as the French would say. Yeah. I'm the best there is at what I do. But what I do best isn't very nice. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. All right, we got the first half before five episodes. We got another five episodes. What the heck happened in these? By the way, spoilers, because it's on Netflix and watch it. Yeah. Well, the gang gets all back together. I'll say that much. Apparently, Tila is the sorceress's daughter. So the sorceress and man at arms were getting it on. Yeah, apparently. He was a man at her arms. Hey! <laughs> Woo! That, yeah. that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Uh, he he was, became a man in her arms. Oh, he became. <laughs> hey. Apparently that mortal looking stab wound that Adam took at the end of part one. Oh, she heals it. They hand wave that. Literally fine. hand wave it away. It's fine. Don't worry about it. He's, he's up and he's running. Yeah. Heals him. Finds out that he can just call down the power. Yeah, which apparently is based off of the original He-Man toy design. Like, before they kind of refined it into a weird bob. Well, again, remember, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was built, was created for one reason and one reason only. To sell He-Man toys. Boy, you can just see me just clenching my jaw to not say anything inappropriate. Oh, please do. No, no. I'll skip it. Was it going to be directed at me or the He-Man people? Uh, just in general, I Uh-oh. suppose. But yeah. So, yes, uh, He-Man does turn into Savage He-Man, which was his original toy design. He just starts wailing on Skeletor. He's like the Hulk. He's a, he is, basically. He's a he's a Caucasian Hulk. With Fabio hair. Yes, clearly. And I, see, one thing that I never really understood, when he calls down the power, he goes from wearing like his regular clothes 
Like they disappear, and now he has like a big furry loincloth. Like where where did this animal pelt come from? I tell you, I had more issue when he turned back into Adam, and those clothes, his clothes just came back. I'm like, hang on, it's the power, man. It can do what it wants. This is transformed clothes. Yeah. Did you notice that though? Like when he like returned to the power, he just got his clothes back. Like you were just in a loincloth. Well, I mean, the same thing happens. Where when did he, you get those? Same thing that happens when he goes from He Man to Adam. Like he he loses like the big like leather overall straps and he still has a furry loincloth it's just you know yeah so he meant or adam becomes savage he man i mean i could ask the same question about when clark kent you know trains into superman and then he comes back and he turns back into like clark kent where did he keep his clothes like how does somebody not take his clothes like how does he fit the cape into his pants squeezes it really tight like how does it not bunch up and like like oh look that man is clearly wearing a cape under his pants yeah, so Savage He-Man, uh, he fights uh, Skelegod, as they were referring to him as. Yes, and uh, Skelegod turns Evil Lin into the new sorceress, and there's some treachery there, because uh, Beast Man is, uh, you know, thinking, oh, well, Skeletor's kind of become a real dink. Like, not noticing it was a dink before, but, like, really dink. And he's like, we should do something about this. And she's like, you're a treacherous. And Skeletor's like, yeah, how did he call down the power, He-Man? It's really weird when there's going to be like a sex scene between Skeletor and Evil Lynn. Yeah, I don't understand. Oh, then like there's that line like, it's not the point I was going for. Apparently he's only a skeleton in the face because they have a weird like kissing scene. I'm like, how I, that, that didn't make sense to me how no they kissing. would kiss. But also like clearly this is not the first time that they've done it. No, apparently... Um, There's a lot of jokes to be made about Skeletor and his anatomy, too. Oh, well, his his boner. Yeah, exactly. Also, we totally skipped over in episode one. There's a lot of fist references. Fisto. <sighs> Fisto shows up. But it's F-I... It's like... I think it's F-I-S-T-O in this. Yeah, and apparently... Um, the voice actor is uh, Ralph Garman, and apparently in the recording booth, Kevin Smith is like, hey, say that you want to fist him. And he's like, there's no way they're going to let you put this in this show. He's like, just say it anyway. Yeah. I'd like to fist him. And at that point, you're like, yeah. I that, can't tell who wrote this episode. That's when it kind of like jumped the shark for me just a little bit in that first episode. I'm like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. But we find King Randor and the Queen and everybody have. He's um, like, we have to have a sad talk about how I'm a crap dad. And also, uh, our marriage is dissolved. <laughs> <laughs> I love Again, here we go with with um, with comics and sad dads. I should have been more supportive of you. I should have loved you for who you are, not who I wanted you to be. My God, he's just like, hey, what? Who? Which writer wrote this? Who? Who's working through some shit? Yes, yeah, seriously. But then don't forget, uh, the Queen is also from Earth. Also, it's Alicia Silverstone, and every time she opens her mouth, I'm like, Batgirl. No, I think of like when she was in the Aerosmith music video, back when she was, a, you know. I don't, I vaguely remember that, because it wasn't that intercut with like Armageddon. No, that was that was Liv Taylor. Not Liv Taylor, Liv Tyler. Liv Taylor was somebody different. Liv Tyler was in Armageddon. Yeah. This was like, I think the song was Angel from Get a Grip. Okay, so yeah, yeah. so not the same thing. No. And whenever she opens her mouth, I just go, ugh, Batgirl. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need a reminder. I did think that, uh, these five episodes were built a little bit more around convenience and corniness. Because there's like, so much shit that lines up like too perfectly. Like, oh, He-Man's back from the dead. Also, the sword that was split in two is back together, which is good because all of these planets are going to align for the first time in a thousand years. And we all have the power now to be able to look at it. And mm. whoops-a-daisy, wouldn't you know? Oh, yeah. And... Um... 
little too convenient. It felt like they they may have opened the world up too much, and they had to like resolve everything because they had a weird psychedelic universe. Like we can see everything. Also, like Skeletor joining forces with He Man. I mean, and then him turning it. It's all that's the most. Yeah, I got really bugged by like when He Man has like this you know trailer moment of like blowing up a big old dragon, and then he lands on his mom ship. He's like, "Can you drop me off at the playground?" I'm like. Fuck, that's not good. I didn't say playground. I think he said the Ford Assault. Yeah, I think he said playground. No, no, you know what I meant. Yeah, I did change it, but it's what he's. It's the joke of like, can you just drop me off with my friend? But it's cool, like when he like calls on the power when he gets the sword back from Evil Lynn. He's like, I have the power, and like you're like awesome. And then he like gives the power to Skeletor, and he's like, I want you to know how it feels like to save the universe, and like yeah, there's fun there, and I like the Tila stuff too. Also, like, they bring Orko back, and Orko doesn't screw up, which is different. But then Orko is getting, like, sucked back into the netherworld. Yeah, they also forgive Evil Lynn, and she destroyed heaven. Yeah, like, she, yeah, she Fraternia wiped, is gone. She wiped out a plane of existence, and they're like, we forgive you. I'm like, no, your choices now are, I guess, purgatory or hell. Well, I'm guessing that Pretoria comes back. Like, they, they no, it's purgatory it. or hell. Those are their choices. Oh, well, I would place this series of five. Like, the first five, Pretoria. Awesome. This five, Purgatoria. Purgatory. I mean, it's, and it also ends kind of abruptly. Like, I like all the man-at-arms stuff of like him just, like, building up that, like, hurt creature. Yes. <laughs> I used a slime. <laughs> no, I like, I mean, man-at-arms with that Kevin Smith's voice cameo in the last episode. Oh, I didn't notice that. What did he do? He was uh, one of the, the guys that was, like... In the basement area, he's like, "Hey, come back here! We gotta fight you." Was he? Oh, he was one of the crappy guards. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice. Nope. I believe you. I just, yeah. I just didn't notice it. So, yeah. I mean, if you started it, it, it's worth finishing. It wasn't. It wasn't what I had hoped it would be for the last five, but it was kind of like one of those. Like at the end, what did we re- really, really resolve? Other than Tila is both the sorceress and the man at arm. No, no, her friend became the man at arms. But she's the sorceress, but she can leave Castle Grayskull. So I like really, that like that line though. Uh, that was a great line. Like when, um, because Lena had had a so great. Just I mean, coming off of like Cersei and Game of Thrones, just being like that, like really just like cunning, like condescending, like evil character. And just yeah. Like oh, you can't even follow me. And I love the Sarah Michelle Gellar line. It's like the castle's under new management. That was good. Yeah. And her. And there were so many. The, the problem that I had with this a bit is, and this is a minor thing for me, is like there were so many references. I see, like, I see Lord of the Rings references. I'm like, I'm seeing Iron Man 2 references. I'm seeing references from all over the place. And I know just from listening to stuff that most of the writing staff are Buffy fans. And you can give me one fucking Buffy reference. Sorry. I mean, here, like, well, <laughs> see, I'm conditioning you to know. <laughs> I'm like a dog. You are. I start calling you Pavlov. Mm, like a bitch. Even better. I don't Sassy know why. bitch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that you are, sir. That you are. The other thing that, like, I kind of, like, I had a couple of feelings on it. Like, it felt like they were going to go in this big, bold direction. Like, we're going to kill He-Man. And at the end, we're like, eh, no, we didn't really kill He-Man. He's back. They do kill the sorceress, but they kind of bring back a new sorceress. So my one feeling here is, like, if Tila, the sorceress, is able to, like, Leave Castle Grayskull and be like, you know, th- that's the thing. Like they're guarding the secrets of Castle Grayskull. Who the hell's at Castle Grayskull now? She's in, she's you know, she's in Eternia. She's at you know, she's in the castle hanging out with with Adam. Also, like now everyone knows Adam is He Man. So like there goes your secret identity. 
Mm, it's a new will they want they. This is the next Ross and Rachel. Oh wow! If Ross didn't suck. Mm. So like yeah, I mean, can you do another like a season two of Masters of the Universe Revelation, or is that it? Is this kind of a one-off? Uh, I I'm not a. We talked about this. I am not a fan of the original cartoon. I never really watched it in any way, shape, or form. I'm sure I probably caught like maybe twenty episodes just because nothing else was on. Yeah, you can find almost all the episodes on I think YouTube. They, I think they are. I think every single episode, or they were, I don't know if it's still true, but at least before, like every single episode was free on YouTube and not like in a creepy, unofficial way. But it was part of that, like, you know, Saturday morning, like there's always like a, in today's episode, Orko learned that drugs are bad. In this one, Orko learned that he could be Gandalf. Yeah, also like Orko Gandalf's here, and then he's, again, getting sucked up into the netherworld, and they just pull him back like, oh, nope, like, how does that work? I don't know how dying going to hell works because, again, heaven is gone. Ah, Pretoria. Like, the tree man in Pretoria is just like, oh, shit. Here we go. I saw, um, I had some art of him cross my desk recently where it was his action figure, like, art before, you know, the figure gets made. Yeah. It's kind of neat. I'm just trying to picture your desk. Like, you don't seem like a cubicle guy to me. It's a cube. You're in a cubicle. I'm in the cube. Do you design the walls here? Like, do you have like like uh, ornament ornamentation and like um, decorations? That's what I was looking for. I uh, have um, a Kyrie um, Irving Celtics pop up there because I think it's hilarious. And is I, it to ward off evil spirits? And I have a Picard novelty calendar. And that's it. That you don't have anything else hanging on the walls of your cube. No. Do you have a shared cube? Like, is it like a, like no. when it's not your shift, somebody else has your cube? No, it's just my cube. Is it about my cube? <laughs> I just I got Kyrie. Kyrie in a Celtics uniform, and basically no one knows what that is. Have you ever thought about that when you go into your cube? Oh, it's here's a memo about your car. You have to park your car in five minutes. You have to, your like car having... has now been turned into a cube. Oh, here's another memo. Is it about my cube? <laughs> I like having um, a novelty calendar. This year it was Picard. Do you have a uh, like a nameplate like it's a Zach Bowen on it? Like a no. So nobody can identify that it's your cube other than you. No. Is it a standard size cube? I suppose. Do you have a uh, like a work computer in your cube, like already, like a desktop or a PC? Yeah. Or... What do you? How do you think I do my job? I don't know if you're like a, just like a. So you have like a. It just seems. I don't know. I, it's been a long time since I've been in the cubicle world. In a cube. I had a cube when I was working at Sunday River because like, a shared office. It was kind of a cube, but it wasn't. Right. I was the mountain reporter, and my window, my view when I looked out the window. What did you think it was of? A mountain. Probably. No, it was a roof facing away from the mountain. What do the conditions look like out there? Shingly. Uh, He-Man, there it is. Or Masters of the Universe Revelation. They can't say He-Man in the title. No. That's just a rights thing. No. There is another Masters of the uh, Universe like animated, computer animated show out there. Yeah, it looks like crap. I almost think that someday, you know what we should have done to prep for the He-Man of the Masters of the Universe stuff? Not watching the old show. No, not the old show, but we could have watched the movie with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Yes, maybe one. I have the power. Can't say I've seen it. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I think we both would agree that we would just destroy it. (laughs) Well, I can't imagine having a good time. All right, that is Masters of the Universe Revelation. I enjoy it overall. I uh, it's a little there's a little too much convenience in there for my take, but whatever. It's supposed to be a kid show, but a kid show with fisting. Yeah, it was as bingeable as the first five episodes. I say less, but still good. Yeah, I mean, I binged it. I mean, I watched it over the course of two days again. So there you go. Yeah, I, mean, I, I started to watch it. I'm like, I'm going to watch all five, then I fell asleep after one. Well, there you go. Because that's how life works, kids. All right, that will do it 
for our review uh, next week, Hawkeye. But before we get to Hawkeye, it's time for letters to the editors. A lot of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. Emails, nothing but emails. Get out of here, emails. All right. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can. We'll do it. We'll answer them here straight on the air. At, if you want to send an email in, it's editors.comics at gmail.com. But we'll answer this bad boy. Okay. If there's a single comic book movie that you would want redone, what would it be? A single comic book. why? Bo- a single comic book movie redone and why? Like redone as in like. Remade. Remade. So like a, a reboot. Oh, um, I, I was just taking it as a straight like remake a movie. Oh, so it's like going to be like the same movie, but better. Yeah. I should, I'm going to start sending you these questions at a time. <laughs> yeah, please do. You've said that only for like the last 100 episodes. I, I have an answer for this. All right, go ahead. Well, I, I ponder. Batman Returns. Go on. The first Batman is good for what it is. Not great, but Batman Returns is like Tim Burton having a weird fever dream. And it like, you know, McDonald's Happy Meals toys are being canceled. Like there's such a hard like handbrake reaction to make Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. If Batman Returns could have been made a little more seriously with maybe a few fewer plot lines without maybe the weird gross sexual innuendo without the confusing deaths there's a lot wrong with batman returns there is it's still good i enjoy it no it's not it's bad it's really bad it's terrible it's not batman and robin bad but it but it's it's the path it's the path to bad it's not like yoda like the path to the dark side bruce wayne is batman hmm there's the pussy I'm looking for. All things like that. I play this town like a harp from hell. The wicka wicka of playing a CD. Yeah. And just chucking vegetables. And there's just too many plot lines. I, I feel like Batman Forever is the one that gets like the like thing of like, oh, this is what Batman turned weird and bad. I'm like, no, it's not. It was Batman Returns. It's weird and bad. Mm. What what happened in that movie? Like that mo- like what is the trajectory of movies if we don't have a weird and terrible sequel to batman that's fair say the i mean if i'm gonna throw in a uh second contender the amazing spider-man 2 once again too many plot lines i'm gonna actually you kind of are in the same vein i'm gonna say spider-man 3 believe it or not i can believe it because it's bad well i just i felt like they totally missed a ton like i thought topher grace and his venom stuff was cool but like venom's in the movie for like what eight minutes and he dies like I just yeah, just gotta bang some pipes together. Yeah, he just beat the like he blew up Eddie Brock. Like it just felt they were his spider sense is tingling. That's his dick. Wow, it's fair. I, I just I don't know. It felt like there was too much going on. Like it was like we're gonna take all these loose ends from the first two movies and try and tie them all up. Plus throw in two new villains and like the first time we had two villains in a Spider-Man movie and. It was really three, two and a half, I guess. And, and also, like, we're so extreme, uh, it's going to be a snowboard, but in the sky. Yeah. I just felt like, I don't know, Spider-Man 3 is my least favorite of the first three Spider-Man movies. I think my favorite, like my first three Spider-Man movies go in order. One, two, three. Even though I think two is probably a better, more complete film than one, there's just something about the nostalgia of one. I just love that movie from the first time I saw it and continue to love that movie. Yeah, I love it when people have but to Spider-Man say 2 the is... Lord's Prayer to emphasize a villain's point. Finish it! I mean, Spider-Man 2 is probably the one of the most perfect 
superhero movies. But I don't know. I just have that nostalgia to like, like some people think that the first Star Wars, like the New Hope is better than Empire Strikes Back just because of the wow factor and like the nostalgia piece to it. But for me, like, yeah, if they could redo, like, if I was like, if I could give Sam Raimi a second crack at any of those, like, give him a second crack at Spider-Man 3. You had Emo Peter. You had... His hips flex so hard, it will blow your hair back. Yeah, seriously. It just, it didn't do it for me. I still liked it, but it, I like you could tell me, oh, they're going to redo that and they're going to make it better. I'd be like, absolutely. So, yeah, Spider-Man 3. And I say Batman Returns. See, I came up with a good answer. Yeah, you did. Thank you. I accept that one. Thank you. All right, we're done. All right, if you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editorsnotecomics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it, plus access behind the paywall. If you want to do $5 a month or a one-time $5 donation, you'll be a Duke or Duchess of the podcast. <laughs> or one. one. You also get this early access for one buck. Yeah, but Zach wants $5. Hey, just do it once for a Christmas donation. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is Giving Tuesday. we consistent com- content for... Five years? I don't know. When did Batman v Superman come out? 2016? Six, five to six years. Yeah. Holy cow. We should probably like figure out when our five-year birth. Like, like we're like we're almost toilet trained now. Actually, probably by five, you'd be potty trained. I don't yeah, know. I'd I've like never to, parented a child. I like to think you have it together by year five or six. Oh, please. <laughs> I'm 37. I don't have it together. This is your most consistent relationship. Close, but not quite. What do you have that's been more consistent? I've had the same assistant track coach for 10 years. Oh, that nerd. Yeah, she's delightful. Sarah, I always make that joke at our sports awards. I got to thank Sarah for, again, putting up with me. This is my most consistent long-term relationship ever. It always gets a chuckle. Like, if I don't say it, people are like, oh, you didn't make the joke about you and Sarah being a, you know, being consistently together for 10 years. Well, except for it's like a 10-week relationship in the spring. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I, I made it weird, actually, just yeah, now. Yeah, you did. But, I mean, I've known you longer than Sarah, so don't feel jealous. Didn't. I know you didn't. You feel no emotion. <laughs> the emotions you feel are rage, anger, apathy, general discontent. Oh, where was I? Yeah, Patreon. And uh, if you want to follow and keep up with uh, all of Zach's musings, like when he tweeted about being angry this morning, you can find him on Twitter at Editor's Note Comics. Yes, yeah, rage tweeting at 2 in the morning. I believe your tweet was something to the effect of you're going to spend more time trying to get tickets than actually watching the damn movie. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) All right. Life imitating art. Yes. No. And you're on Twitter as well. Um, I guess it's Patriot Season. You'll do a thing. At Junior Rich. We'll be back next week. Uh, Hawkeye. Hot guy, hot guy, hot guy. Hawkeye. Best fate in the Marvel Universe. Uh, Stupidest sleeve as well. Well, you know, we can't have it all. Hawkeye next week.